What is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast, the real life show. We're going live. This is the first time I do a live show, so I'm hoping you guys can see me. Um, let me know if you are watching, if you are listening. Let me know in the comments because I have no idea if this is actually um, working or not, but I think it is. So, anyways. Uh, welcome to the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast. If you've never listened to one of any of our shows, if it's the first time listening, if it's the first time doing our live, so uh, this is my first time doing my live show too. So congratulations, we're both doing it for the first time. Also, if you are listening on an MP3 platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're pretty much on every single podcast streaming platform out there. Which, wherever one you choose to listen to, feel free to give us your five-star review, your thumbs up, whatever, whatever rating system they use on your favorite podcast streaming platform. Go ahead and give us your thumbs up. Uh, again, if you're new to our channel, we have two episodes on the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast. We run it uh, every week. One is the one that you're listening to right now. It is called The Real Life. And it is basically just having great conversations with some of the content creators, tournament anglers, tournament directors, and personalities around the bass fishing and kayak bass fishing community. The second episode that we have uh, weekly as well is the Advanced Kayak Angler that is hosted by Dan Perry. And that episode, as the title suggests, it is for tips, tricks, and techniques to learn to become a better angler. Dan covers um, all types of techniques. Usually we cater it by season. Whatever season it is, that's what the techniques he'll be covering during that time period. We also do some product reviews. We also talk some tournaments for those out there that want to get into tournament fishing. So that's basically it. Like I said, welcome to The Real Life and the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast. I wanted to hit a couple of uh, notes here. Um, first of all, on a serious note, uh, most of you, um, uh, most of you uh, know Jeff Malad, and if you don't know Jeff Malad, he's the founder and co-founder of the uh, Cast Bass Nation. Recently, his six-month-old granddaughter was diagnosed with cancer. I think it's called nebro. Ne I'm sorry, neuroblastoma. It's a rare form of cancer that usually affects kids with uh, five years or younger. And hold on. I'm getting some messages here from one of my guests. I hope I'm doing good. I am doing good from what I'm telling, from what I'm getting. So, again, I apologize for those that are tuning in. This is brand new live show. So, as I was saying, uh, Jeff Malat, his, um, his daughter, his granddaughter just got diagnosed with uh rare form of cancer that affects five years old. I put the link in a benefit tournament that Ray um, Ryan Lambert is hosting, um, and it's on Turniac. So if you're watching on YouTube or on our Facebook, you can hit, check out the comments. should be the first comment. has the link to the tournament. It is on Turniac. It's a $30 buy-in for the tournament. Basically, it's, it's a raffle, right? You, you can post the pictures that you caught uh, during the whole month, which is the whole month of February. But really, it's just the entry fee covers 
for you to participate in the raffle. And there's a bunch of great prizes that are going to be raffled off at the end of the month. And I'm sure they'll do it at the Kayak Bass Nation live show that comes probably the uh, the first Monday after February. Um, so consider signing up. This will really help out Jeff Mallott's family. This is, you know, a six-month-old granddaughter. She's in for the fight of her life, and we hope for the best outcome. And it's going to take her, you know, it's going to take a while to fight this and to overcome it. But we hope that with everybody's help, you know, they can uh, afford this, afford the fight, and give her a chance um, for, you know, kicking uh, cancer in the teeth. So go consider helping out again. It is, the link is on the comment section. If you want to check on Tourney X, it's under Rowan's uh, Benefit Tournament or Rowan's Hero Benefit Tournament. So go check it out. Uh, lighter side of news, congratulations to Ryan Nye. I think that's how you pronounce the last name. He just won the 10 at the uh, KBF, one of the most uh, prestigious tournaments that we have in kayak bass fishing, only the top 10. And the winner of the 10 Invitational get to qualify for that tournament. Um, so top 10, 11 anglers in the country get to take part in that tournament. So congratulations to Ryan Nye coming victorious. And congratulations to everybody that qualified. There's definitely no losers in that tournament. So with that being said, we're going to bring in our special guests. It is the Jabber Hammer, Paul Roberts, and Alex... Caston Guay, he'll correct me if I'm wrong. They are the <laughs> founders of or co-founders of uh, the Bass and Bruce. Did I say that right, Alex? No, dude, it's uh, Caston Guay. You you made it too fancy. It's it's normal. It's like it's I, like Uruguay, but 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 with a Caston on the front. Well, I get nervous because I know Paul Jabberhammer is huge. It's big on you know being grammatically correct. So it kind of gives me PTSD. My mom was an English teacher. So I know when I'm posting, if I don't do, if I don't say it right, Paul's going to call us out. You know that, Alex, right? I had pronounced his name right since the first time I met him. And I refuse to at this point. I call him Alex Castanegua or something. I can't even remember now. <laughs> Alex, Paul, how are you guys doing, man? Wonderful, Wonderful. dude. Awesome to how have you, you on. Uh, Pretty good. Can't complain. It is getting a little bit cold. I'm not going to lie. I'm having a little bit of cabin fever here because it's been icy and not even snow. It's just ice and sleet for the last three days. And I'm definitely mm. not going to drive here in Texas with ice and sleet on the road because we're not used to it. And there's a lot of crazy people out there driving. So, yeah, I know, I know. But I've been wham, stuck wham, in this house for three days. So I'm having Don't a little bit of cabin fever him. Here. He can't drive in the ice either. Uh, I can. Thank you very much. Uh, but again, we're at somebody else's house, so let's not start bickering now, Paul. Don't <laughs> feel free. Yeah, that's, that's what that's what you guys are known for. Let's talk a little bit about the Bass and Brews because you have a unique um, podcast. You know, it's not your typical. Let's learn how to do bass fishing. It's not your typical. Let's interview tournament anglers and see how they won. It's more of a I don't know. You guys tell tell us what is it Bass and Brews is all about and how you got started with it. Alex? Uh, uh, no, no, no. Paul's got this stupid uh, catchphrase that he likes to tell our guests, so I'll let him start with that. Go ahead, Paul. When I reach out to people who potentially have never heard of us or the podcast, which is the majority of folks, 
I, you know, I, I lead off. Hey, do you, would you like to be on a shitty fishing podcast? It's called Bass and Brews. And imagine sitting around a campfire, drinking your favorite beverage, talking shit, talking fishing. And that's how I lead off with with what it is that we do to give that mindset of, <clears throat> excuse me, to give that mindset of just, you know, exactly that. Sitting around, talking like we're at, you know, a, a tournament on Friday or Saturday night after a tournament, sitting around, hanging out. It's just laid back, leisure, uh, easy going, and we, we want to have a good time. Yeah, we're entertainment first, and depending on the guests that we have, because we have a guest every episode, uh, we'll bring guests on that provide some education, but we're going to be, at least try to be entertaining before we do anything else, because there's not much education Alex or I can do unless it comes down to, like, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh you said it great I, again i i think we have a nice niche uh and it's uh you know it, it's that we're, we're entertaining uh initially i started the podcast uh april will be two years ago and uh i started the podcast uh with an idea of trying to put a platform for smaller content creators first um i think we have a ton of really good fishing content creators and so people know that's kind of my background. Paul is the uh, the tournament guy. Uh, I'm the the guy who likes to make. Yeah, yeah, Paul, you're right. Yeah, quote unquote tournament guy. Um, Paul's there to basically donate money to people who are good at fishing. Um, but uh, I, I'm there. I make the videos. That's kind of my thing. I wanted a, a platform for kind of those small creators that have stories to tell that sometimes some podcasts don't have and I, I saw where the market was where it was like heavy on the educational side heavy on like kayak tournament recaps and we definitely have our kayak tournament guys but uh for the most part we ask them questions they haven't been asked before and a lot of times they're not even relevant to the tournament we're just trying to learn about them and their story so um you know fast forward a couple episodes and i actually had paul on as a guest and then a couple episodes after that, I asked him to come on to be a co-host with it. And uh, unfortunately, since then, I've been kind of, you know, married to this. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like it's false advertising. Like, I don't want to be rude. Uh, actually, that's not true. I'll be rude all the time to Paul. But we're talking about it in the green room. You know, it's almost false advertising because when Paul was first on the show, he was about 70 pounds lighter. Uh, the beard was a lot darker. He was just a really striking, good-looking man. And then, uh, you know, I get back and this is what he looks like now. And it's just, uh, you know, it's a real, re re real shame. He he's really not carrying the brand very well. It, it happens. It happens when you have to carry the podcast by yourself for about a year and all the, the stress that comes along with it. Look, doing a podcast is really fun. This is the fun part. This is the easy part. Yeah. All that other stuff getting to this point. It, sometimes it isn't easy and you know i got a business and all the stuff going on we were we released on fridays at 5 a.m there were some weeks i was recording at eight o'clock on a thursday night <laughs> and so it was uh you know i put on some weight thanks alex i hope you're proud of yourself I, I, i'll tell you what we we do release early because we have a lot of guys who listen to the show on their way to work right a lot of hardworking dudes out there. And uh, so we were released early. And that was one of the things I told Paul, uh, if you guys don't know. So to add to the story, I had Paul on and we were, everything was going great. And then uh, 
I, uh, I, I was an active duty member of the United States Coast Guard, and uh, I found out that I was going to have to deploy for my last year uh, before retirement. And uh, I had a conversation with Paul, and I'm like, hey, we got a great thing going on, but I'm going to be gone. Like, I'm going to be on a ship out in the middle of nowhere. I can't do it, so you're going to have to carry it. And Paul graciously kept this uh, kind of pipe dream that I had to do this show. Paul did a great job. Um, I say that as a whole, uh, but to be specific, he did not do a great job of keeping up the standards. And that would mean that by the time I, there was specifically a time where we pulled into Dutch Harbor, Alaska. I'm done with my last patrol. I'm about ready to fly home. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have been to Dutch Harbor, but they have 56K internet, basically. So I'm using all the data and I pull up Instagram and I've got a million messages and they're from the, the whole last two, three months that I was on patrol. And it's like, why the hell is Paul releasing episodes at 5 PM? Why is Paul releasing episodes at 1 PM? Like he totally missed the times. It was never that late. It was, it was, you know, nine or 10, never that late, but you know, that's the, that's the, that, that it happens sometimes. And when you got a two person team going on, and you lose half the team, well, yep. you lose, in our case, we lost half our team, but Alex did 90% <laughs> of the shit that required the podcast to be posted in the social media, like 90%. The other 10% getting guests on and recording, great. It was it was the it was all the other stuff that, that kind of fell off on the wayside, but the goal was, I told him when, when we had this little conversation, I said, the only goal I have is to put out an episode a week. That's and the only did. goal that I have. That's the number one. And the only thing that I, I'm going to do is put out an episode a week. And we hit that goal. As a matter of fact, I think since episode four or five, somewhere in there, uh, we haven't missed a week. There you go. So it basically, Paul, you were kind of like the Van of White. You were the kind of the eye candy there. And then, you know, Alex left and you were like, oh, now you have to do soundboard. Everything. Thank you. That's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me on a podcast, <laughs> I believe. What has been some of your favorite uh, shows that you've recorded? And I know Alex Rod is going to be one of them. It seems like you guys have this crush on Alex Rod. I don't blame you. Alex <laughs> is a great guy, but man, oh man, what a crush. Short Listen, Alex has a crush yeah. on Rudd. I will say probably one of my top. It's hard to think about them because they all kind of, you, you've been doing this longer than us, Armando. They kind of run together. But the, the, it, the, the one that, is country boy creek fishing oh, i was gonna and say that was be my favorite that, one that was probably some of the hardest i've laughed on this podcast was when we had him on and then the podcast we did with cupcake coley was another one we yeah. we laughed so hard i was sore from laughing on that one but those two are the first two that come to mind for me and they were earlier episodes but it was just um you know, we had two characters on in both of those folks, and we, you know, we, we, Alex and I did what we did. They just added a million times onto it. I think uh, for me, my favorite would be uh, like more recently would be Pond Hopping uh, VA. That 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 guy's got a uh, 
I don't know, a really excellent outlook on fishing and life in general. And then he literally uh, had the best beaver answer that we've had uh, ever <laughs> on the show. Um, I, I've heard, I've heard you guys on this show are a little sensitive. So if you guys want to hear that, you can roll back to us <laughs> and then you can find out. Um, and then I think I'm going to be, you know, man crushy here. And I'm going to say it's actually the Paul episode. Cause that's when I realized. So I, at that point, the show was heavily scripted, like heavily. We had a, I, I had a one hour, 45 minute timeline. Like a one hour was like, that would be the biggest name in the world. Right. In my eyes, I would never run over an hour. And uh, I had a really set set of questions that I was going to ask. And they were very specific. And I didn't leave any room for, uh, you know, like the, the extra stuff that happens on these podcasts that usually makes them great, right? And I really was devoid of that. And then Paul comes on and he literally, I remember, like I ran through... Because I, I recently re-listened to the episode. I remember there's a point where I know that I ran out of questions and Paul just didn't stop talking. <laughs> and there's a couple times where I tried to end the episode and he's like, nope. And we went on for almost two hours. It's, it's, I think it's at the two hour mark. For the longest time, it was the longest running episode that we had. And uh, it was kind of at that moment where like Paul showed me, because you can kind of see the episodes after that where like Paul showed me that I should be more freeform. We should be more freeform on this. There's a lot of like news style podcasts where they're just going one, two, three, all the way down the list. And those are great podcasts, but that is not something that I excel at. So Paul brought that out. And then I was like, oh man, this guy's a crazy SOB. I should bring him along. And, you know, here we are. So I've, to be honest with you, Alex, I, I've been on a couple of podcasts along with um, Paul. Like, I've been on the Bass and Bruce when you were uh, deployed. Mm -hmm. I've been on, what was it, uh, Faith and Fishing podcast? Uh, I think mm -hmm. both yep. me and we, Paul were guests am. on it. I've had Paul on my podcast, I think about a total of three times. And I've never been less than two hours talking yeah. to Paul. It's yeah. funny because my wife was like, my wife's actually preparing dinner and she's like, it's going to be like usual hours like that today. <laughs> but I mean, that's one of the things I, and I've had people come up and tell me some of my favorite episodes I've been with Paul. Well, I only had Paul once, but that's been one of the, the favorite episodes yeah. just because man, you just go off script and, and there's nothing more or nothing better as a podcast host that have someone that talks more than you do. Like, yeah. I don't, I feel like people, I mean, there are, there are, there have been episodes where I tackle a subject that I feel that needs to be addressed and I'll do a solo episode because I feel like my opinion may be controversial to other people. And I don't want to bring other people along and get dragged into my opinion. But for the most part, I feel like in the podcast, I don't want people to come listen to me, but come and listen to my guests, you know, talk about my guests. Because it's, you know, like we were talking about, we have uh, Dan Perry, who hosts the Advanced Kayak Angler. That's more of a learning, you know, educational mm -hmm. podcast. This is just to have fun and introduce other people to, you know, other brands and content creators and tournament anglers and all that and help grow the sport of kayak fishing. Having know, said Armando, that, what's it sounds, hold on, it sounds very similar to Bass and Brews. I feel like... Uh... You know, I think you owe us some royalties on this one here. <laughs> I I would venture to say who started first 
and then we can talk <laughs> about the royalties. 30 minutes play. That's very it's true. That's very true. Beers. And you might have a trouble with that guy from Tennessee that has bass and beers as well. Oh, he, What's his name? He does, he, he does the YouTube channel. Yeah, yep. YouTube channel. I forgot his name. I have added him on my podcast. So the flip side to this, what's been, if you can say it, if you feel comfortable saying it, what, how, what's been your least favorite? Other And you can just put me as your least favorite, Paul. But what's been your least favorite episode? The one that you're like, God, I wish we could take this back. Um, all right. I won't. All right. So I can't name a specific episode. I will say we've had some episodes and this kind of happens where, all right. So, so people think sometimes because of how the show's formatted, because we are very like loose and how we handle everything, but we do make sure that like our internet's good. If we can, um, there was a while there was where I was recording out of a motel six in Oakland. So that uh that couldn't be helped but we do and we have had some guests where like they're all ready to go and they're like yeah i got this and then when they come on it's like trash internet they're constantly dropping out the internet's so bad that the audio won't even catch up right because we run stream large or stream yard kind of what you're doing here and uh or exactly what you're doing here like we both use stream yard but you know, like if a, if a guest has a bad connection, we can always just tell them to turn off the video and usually the audio will be fine. But we've had guests where that didn't even work. And uh, sometimes that, like hot take, that's the most frustrating for me. Like, and a lot of them are like, ah, well, you know, you guys are just fucking around. Or sorry, uh, you guys are just messing around. And well, it, it's like, we're not. Like we are trying to put out a good product for everybody. It's just, you know, the the subject is light. But the all all the work behind the scenes to make this chill podcast, it's it's a lot of work to make it happen. Yeah, I, same thing here. I mean, it's just uh, we're an audio podcast. It goes out on Swamp Rat Fishing on YouTube. But that's, um, and now sitting to talk about that, that was one of the things that he started the podcast for was to drive people to his YouTube channel. And then he realized that the podcast was a better platform for him yep. and YouTube, but we put out the, the video version on the YouTube, but the audio is, is where we are. And you know, some of that's our fault too. We, we, we don't pre-record. We record the week of Tuesday or Wednesday, typically. And then it drops on Friday. Yep. So, you know, we, we don't have any pre-recording and is that stressful sometimes? Yes. But, it's also not in another aspect that because we're pulling folks from social media, there's an unlimited amount of people we can go to, but you know, we don't always have that opportunity to test the internet or something yep. goes wrong. I mean, golly, just a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I start a podcast, the intro music comes in, it ends and my internet dies. And then we've got, three get and alex isn't here he's 30 he's gonna be 30 minutes late is with the one cast crew my internet dies <laughs> they're just sitting there all three of them just sitting there waiting on me to restart my internet but it the audio side is the the internet connections um the episodes where that audio is not good it's just difficult because what you get is you get people walking on each other there's that delay so 
you know, it, it just makes it hard on those episodes where the audio isn't good. But we understand that. That's just the yeah. way we run the show, kind yep. of just fly by the wind, feather in the wind. That's just what it is. And we roll with it. We make it work as well as we can. And um, it was, we, we, we make it happen however we can make it. Yeah, that's especially with the live show that I think that's one of the things that you're like, oh, my God, you know, especially I think, well, like you guys are content creators, right? You're podcasters and all that. So I was like, yeah, I don't have I'm not going to I'm not going to have a problem with it. You know, technology can always fall go mm -hmm. down the wayside. But I know you guys know what you're doing. A lot of times when you get like tournament anglers that are just focusing on winning tournaments, mm -hmm. they're not good with social media. And that's no knock on them. It's just their focus on on doing tournament things, fishing, right? <laughs> so a lot of it is like that challenge of being able to do a live show where you know their internet or, you know, they'll just do it on their phone. They'll get a call mm -hmm. in the middle of a conversation and stuff like that. There's always that challenge and that, you know, you're out there, you know, people are listening to you, people are uh, uh, watching you on live and you don't want to put something out there that people are going to see, oh, well, that sucks. You know, you I can't listen to them. You can't hear them. That's the most nerve wracking yeah. thing, I think. No, no. I mean, that's huge. You you said it before, like how you run your show. We kind of run the same thing on like our show. We, we always tell our guests when they come on, like this show is for you. This is kind of what you make out of it. A lot of times the first people coming on, like this is for you to get yourself out there. We want to hear stories, everything, all of that. And then sometimes you'll get folks who like get nervous. We've had a couple of people get nervous and uh, I like, Paul mentioned the, uh, the country boy Creek fishing. My man was nervous through the whole first half of that episode. And then he loosened up to be one of the best episodes we've ever had. It's not that he did bad. He was just very like, you could tell he was nervous. And, uh, as we move forward, we, I mean, we still see that it's not so much a gripe, but sometimes as a, as a host, like my wife will like, I'll come upstairs and she's like, what happened? I was like, wow, fine. you know, me, me and Paul had to work. We had to work a little bit to get it, you know, the show going to get it pushing. Um, but you are right. I mean, most times I would say nine times out of 10, because we center on a lot of content creators. These folks know how to talk to a camera. They know how to talk to a microphone. They know how to carry a story. Yeah. And the, and, what, oh, go ahead, Paul. I'm my apologies. I was going to say for, for Alex and I, we're a team. So the majority of time, now moving forward all the time is him and I both. And so if we get that guest that is nervous, Alex and I can do our little, you know, Abbott Costello back and forth. <laughs> and it you can you can kind of see them lean back a little bit and get comfortable. And I, I call it asking the Oprah questions. Like Alex said, it's your podcast. When you come on, our job is to make sure that it's recording. And I've had that happen once <laughs> we're recording through 40 oh minutes. i had that happen once yeah i know you. I, so I, I embarrassing know, I was, man <laughs> i was know. so it embarrassing was with, uh, it was with frankie the head cheese provolone um and anyways <laughs> oh we missed so much good stuff but you know our thing is is to ask the oprah questions we want to ask that question where that person can then take it and talk for two three minutes and tell their story and but us being there together, we can feel some of those gaps where in the beginning, if they're nervous, 
we haven't really we haven't had bad guests that just mm-hmm. couldn't articulate we've not had that nervousness nope. has been the biggest thing with the guests that we've had on which is kind of funny to me because we aren't even a big podcast you know i mean we're 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 small crumbs in this world especially in the fishing world podcast but they get on camera the cameras there our show is not live now we do some live shows but the show is not live most of the time but it is live because whatever happens gets posted. The editing we do yeah. is, you know, probably it's, it's none. We yeah. don't edit nothing. So that's funny thing you, you turn said. That camera on and it, I'm just saying, when you turn that camera on and, and you get to talking, you get those folks that just haven't been in the situation before. Me, huh, you put me in front of a camera or a microphone and want to talk fishing. <laughs> No, you don't even need to do that. You put Paul in front of a mirror like a parrot. He'll talk to himself about fishing until he turns blue. I'll talk to you. Let me defend Paul. Cake. Let me defend Paul on this. Alex, you know very well uh, Paul is like the best sidekick you can have. Yeah. Because like you said, if, if, if your guest is not, whatever reason, it's not working out the connection, you can always fall back on Paul, and Paul was, it's, you know, he's going to say something that's going to have people cracking up. So, all the hate that Paul gets. Yeah. And I want to make sure, like, 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 Paul said, like, we do an Abbott and Costello. Like, I don't want people to think it's fake. Like, me and Paul have never met in real life. He's one of my best buddies at this point. Like, mm-hmm. we've been doing this Bass and Brews journey together. He was nice. Uh, what's up, Chris? Uh, he was nice enough to, like, I got emails from Paul underway in the middle of the Arctic. Like Paul's the man. He, uh, you know, he, he, he's a great dude. Uh, again, he like saved the show, this whole dream I had of doing the show. He saved it. And it, it, you know, he's, he's done all right. He's done all right. He is a, uh, still a very large man. Um, and I'd like him to be smaller, but I can, I can outpedal him in speed and distance any day of the week though. And I'll leave my kayak down. That's one you can't outpedal me because you have a crappy Hobie that has a drive that squeaks and needs maintenance. While I ha- why I have a real kayak that you don't need any of that. Well, yeah. let me ask you this, Alex, because I know Paul is always uh, posting pictures of him catching fish. I've yet to see you. Well, not I've yet to see you hold a fish on your on your social media. So All I'm right. starting to question here, like, is this like Ernie Johnson on NBA, on TNT on NBA, where Ernie Johnson, you know, just the the white guy that, you know, does the, the anchor, and then the, you have Shaquille O'Neal in charge back to actually play? What, Listen, Armando, one, I take huge offense. I come onto your show, and you, you dare to run me through the mud. I already get enough on my own show. I don't need it from another show. But uh, also, you can just head to the Bass and Brews uh, podcast TikTok, which I exclusively run now. And there's been way more fish than Paul has gotten because Paul hasn't fished in like four months. I I think the last time I talked to Paul about fishing, he thought I meant like catfishing, as in he tries to look like a skinny man and tries to get people to hang out with him. (laughs) I I don't... Go ahead, Paul. I'll let you. No, I was going to say, don't make no defend yourself. I, <laughs> I ain't been fishing in a while for sure. But, you know, Alex carries the, the Bass and Brews Tick Attack 
and you go to mine. You know, I'll post some fishes when when I catch them. Hopefully, again here. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute, Paul. You you've been posting more grocery store content than anything else. Yes. Look, if y'all are trying to get views, if you want to get your view uh, feel in to make yourself feel good in a bad day, walk into a gas station and just say, "Y'all look," and then show something on the shelves, and then go, "Wow." And post it takes seven seconds, thousands, tens of thousands of views on some stupid little stuff like that. It's wonderful. <laughs> TikTok's a weird. I do. Place. I was while you're talking. I did check out the Bass and Bruce Tiki Talk, like Paul said. I, I did find a couple of of a couple uh, nice hooks there. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I'll, I I'll, I'll give you a montage. As somebody who hasn't fished in a long time either, you got to remember I didn't come back from Cali. I didn't fish at all in Cali. You know what I mean? And uh, wait, wait, what is Emily saying? No, he does not Hold look up. good, Emily. Go back that's, to that one. That's my, you look that's my sister. She got me the light that's illuminating all this handsomeness. Emily, <laughs> you got him a great light, but he doesn't know how to use it. He looks like a washed out manatee right now. <laughs> I look beautiful. I have run a light test, and this is the setting that they said makes me look more handsome than I already am. I, I, I don't know, man. I think uh, I think they're lying to you, <laughs> Alex. Let's go back to you on um, your retirement. So you did yeah. work since you were like I think you said eighteen years old for like the last twenty years. You worked at the Coast Guard. Now it's back to the life of a civilian. How you know how 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 have you adjusted to that? Has it been a hard adjustment, or are you kind of like getting used to it quickly? Um. I uh all right so to be completely honest the the adjustment has not been as easy as I actually thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be like I was really excited to get out, right? Like um like like you said I did join at 18. Uh, I'm 38 now. That's 20 years, 1 month of service uh in the Coast Guard. I'm proud of you. Thank you, bud. And by the uh, way, thank you for for what you did to protect thank our you. Coast. Thank you. Yeah, so in that whole span, uh, we kind of touched on it in the green room. Like I was a pretty like angsty, uh, excuse my language, but like shitty teenager and I needed direction and I joined the military for said direction. And from 18 on, I kind of grew up in the service and not to say I put everything, uh, you know, into it, but you definitely, I don't know. It, it kind of takes over some of your identity, right? And I did that for a long time. And then this last year was a, a real, like, kind of a gut punch, right? Like, I thought I'd be able to stay at home, finish my last year, and, and I didn't. I uh, I got sent to uh, the Bay Area to go beyond what? yet. It, what's up? You got sent out twice. You went out twice. one time and thought you were done, and they got yeah. sent out again. Yeah, yeah. So so initially they were like, hey, you're going to go to the Bay Area. They they literally after at that point, I'd almost hit 19 years. And the Coast Guard said, you don't get to stay where you're at, where you're planning to retire at, um, which is the Philadelphia area. You are going to go because of your experience. You're going to go all the way back to California and get on a ship again. But don't worry, it's only going to be one patrol. And it ended up being two patrols while I was out. Um, and in a way, that was kind of like a. Uh, I don't know. It's a 50 50 thing. Like, obviously I didn't want to leave. So my family stayed here in South Jersey, uh, cause there's no reason for them to move up route. 
And I actually just lived on the ship for the whole year, which, uh, I don't know if you're a 37, 38 year old man and you're used to kind of living in your house, doing your thing. And then all of a sudden you're uh, living on a ship with no car, uh, eating food on the boat. It, it's quite the uh, shocker. But I will say, like, what I mean by 50 50 is it was good because I got to work with a lot of junior members. As somebody who's been in a long time and the position that I was at on land, I didn't really have a direct line with a lot of really junior members and all of a sudden I get thrown into where I am the fourth oldest person on the boat and literally there's I had three people underneath me that when I got into the Coast Guard they were not alive like they were so young and uh that was kind of cool to be able to kind of imprint be the crusty old man kind of taught me Cause it's a whole different generation. That's the whole thing too. I joined in 2003. It's a lot has changed since then. Um, so it was good to see that in a bad way was like, I didn't get to like fully kind of cut the cord because I was so involved. I was away from my family. So the biggest thing that I could do for that last year was actually like jump into my work because I'd rather do that than worry. I have two daughters and a wife here. I miss them terribly. And instead of like, Focusing down on that, I focused on at work. And where it bit me in the butt is when I got out. And uh, I was really excited at first. And then I, I did hit like a lull of like almost a loss, right? Like you miss the brotherhood, the sisterhood, the family of the service that is instantly built in. I'm, I'm going to tell you what, like every service member, when we do these moves and all that, it, it's usually tougher on our family because we know when we show up to a new unit, give us like two weeks, we're going to be best buds with all of these people instantly, because we just have a built-in family that just happens. You know what I mean? So it's been weird. It's been getting better. Uh, wish I could get a job faster. So, uh, but no, uh, no, like it, it's been getting better. Um, but it, it was definitely, I'm actually, it's funny you mentioned it and this was not set up. I'm going to do like a whole uh, YouTube video because it, it's not, I don't know. I feel like it's an unwritten thing. Like people don't talk about that transition enough. And it is, it, it's definitely a shock. Civilian world is way different than military world. Oh, Tori. Hey, your, your stickers. <laughs> I just got them yesterday because I jacked up your address so bad that they returned <laughs> to sender. Um, so and you can't believe go on the mail. one. No, no, it was all on me. So they're going to go in the mail tomorrow and I got some extra goodies for you too. But I, I completely jacked that up. I put California, you, you don't even live in California. I completely jacked up your order. That's my fault. You put California for, I did. for so the, the reason why this is really bad is Tori is the Bass and Bruce historian. Yeah. And Alex, you know, that's like, that's like being mean to the person that, that signs your checks. I, I know. At work. And you don't get paid one week. Oh, what happened? It's like, oh, you remember when you're mad? He's 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 Listen, made a historian mad. I'm I'm I don't I know, know Tori. I know, Tori. I got extra stickers coming and I've got some bass and brews uh colored jigs coming your way as well. Oh I ain't got them jigs before. Oh, probably. I probably hadn't got those jigs, and it's amazing Tori's going to get some because every time he ties on a jig, he throws it off. 
You like on the camp. Why are we doing this again? We're at somebody else's house, and you got to bring it up again. I'm over it. This this man <laughs> was in the Coast Guard and can't tie a knot to keep the jig on. Hey, hey, well, you're insulting your old Patreons. That's not a good business model. No, I, well, okay. So we have a Patreon, but we have zero because, uh, yeah, because I can't send out stickers on time. You're right, Tori. I feel really bad. I meant to send you a message today, but I definitely got that thing returned to sender yesterday. But there'll be some goodies tomorrow. How did you? Lives in North Carolina. I know. They start with the C. I know, and I wrote California. Not only not, not only did I write california but then i put my own zip code because i was like <laughs> off yeah no listen my my wife is the male person not me this is the people that protect our coast everyone <laughs> <laughs> oh great so okay so so we can be clear we're adding paul and armando to the list of people who hate the truth so armando alex over the last at least three or four episodes has been telling people to send him their resume because yeah. he's going to replace me as 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 yep. co-host. Don't send yours in because it's probably going to be thrown right out. He's not. He's going <laughs> to see the cover letter and start at the top and see Armando Salah. And he's Listen, like, nope, <laughs> no, no. He Armando, you were at the top of the list, but now that I found out that you hate the troops, uh, <laughs> I don't hate the, the bottom. Troops. Please don't say that. Please do not This is somebody else's <laughs> podcast. You can't do that. <laughs> you do not <laughs> see that. that. I actually was some of my, my favorite podcast episodes. Um, and I really I remember the first one that I got it was Matt Souders, who actually does co-host for the um final cast product review on Paddle and Finn, was mm-hmm. um talking about PTSD and and yeah. from that point on, I would seek out um Frank Twiggy Reed is another one of my favorite episodes where and if, for those that don't know Frank Twiggy Reed. Twiggy is like what we lovingly call him. He used to parachute into the middle of a war zone to take out the enemy and then find a way to get out. Um, That's not and when you think about from that going to, okay, well, your career is done now. Go back to civilian life. His life story is amazing. I mean, and that... I really enjoy interviewing people that served in the military and served the armed forces that get involved in kayak fishing because I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, and you don't have to suffer from PTSD yeah. or, or or depression or any reason or any of those reasons to actually enjoy kayak bass fishing. But it's wonderful to see that people that use kayak bass fishing as a way to help them um, just get back to the life of civilian or actually just, you know, being able to reconnect and, and find uh, serenity in their life. I know I got I'll, frozen I'll, there. You guys able to hear no. all everything? Yeah, yeah, we heard you. You good? You good? I'll tell you what, I left, so I got into fishing kind of uh, late in life, right? I got into, I fished a lot as a kid. I'm originally from uh, Tacoma, Washington, a suburb of Seattle, right? And, uh, I uh, I got into fishing in, I'm trying to think now, what was that? 2016, into bass fishing. Never fished for bass fit, ever. And I got into it um, because I needed exactly what you said. Some kind of, uh, what's the right word for it? Something to clear my mind. Uh, the previous release. tour, a, a release. That's perfect, Paul. Yep. Release, um, yeah. 
because prior to that, the ship that I was on before, we lost a um, we lost a Coast Guard member in the middle of a search and rescue case. We were up in Alaska, and I lost a buddy of mine. He died in the line of duty saving multiple people. Um, and it's something special about sitting in that little plastic boat that, like, brings you like a centering for, for me, it centers me. Like I'm able to just kind of like push everything away. It was the greatest thing ever. And it took me, it took me a year to get into a kayak and I had bank fish and all that. And that was great. But when I first got in, pushed off the shore, it was like a huge weight lifted off of me for no reason. No. It's, it's amazing. I, I love kayak fishing. I think it's great. I think it's way better than that glitter boat crap. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a real important. It has thing. its benefits, it, definitely. It does. Well, you can see that too if you go look at Alex's YouTube videos. You can see, you can see a passion for just being out on the water when yeah. he makes his videos. I mean, he you know he catches fish and he shows the fish catches, but he's he he's given that experience that he's having on the water then, and he's really good with creating that experience through the videos. Holy Paul, wait, let wait, me wait. ask you this. Did, hold hold on. on. Okay, go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. Did I get a compliment from Paul? Oh my <laughs> goodness. Do you want me to timestamp it and send it to you? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I do. I want a clip of it because I want to make sure that's never happened. He's never complimented my videos ever. And this is he's probably lying, but I'll take it. Hey, the, look, the, Armando. The ice around the heart is melting. <laughs> hey, here's the deal though. Alex, before you post. What I said on Armando's podcast, now you got to call and ask me if it's okay to use it. The what? <laughs> Nothing. Inside not going to comment I got, on that one. <laughs> uh, what were what you going to say, Armando? All right, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I no, got no, lost I'll on that one. No, no, I'll do it. So, so we had an episode. Uh, it was with the Alex Rudd. It was the uh, Is Bass Fishing a Sport episode, right? Very controversial oh, yeah. episode. And... Uh, Without naming names, um, another podcast covered that episode, right? Like they covered that we had a great episode. And then in the middle of that podcast, they had mentioned that they had talked to Alex Rudd to ask him permission to use the clip from our show on theirs without talking to us at all. And, uh, like, to be honest, that kind of burned, uh, you know, burned my britches. Like there's another podcast and, uh, they're friends of ours, but they completely circumvented asking us. But it doesn't owners. matter because when you, and, and Alex and I have had this conversation before, when you put the stuff out on the internet, it's open source, baby. When you no, put it I out there, it's no, open stop. We, we talked about this two episodes ago. Again, like I, I did a, a snippet on TikTok, right? Where he specifically where he specifically states like what makes a pro fisherman right it was a very again another hot button topic and some other tiktoker who follows us just blatantly copied the video didn't even take the watermarks off just put it up on his page and was like what are your thoughts on this like instead of like tagging us or any of like the normal respectful things i think that's garbage i hate that we work really hard to like, all right. So me and Paul worked really hard to cultivate this thing where we can we, talk to we people. We go in here. We go. Sorry, we're Armando. Going here. 
Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. I'm gonna man. use your I've, platform. I've had, that, I've had that happen with somebody. I've had people ask me, "Hey, can I copy?" I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead for it." I'm, I can't right, stop ask. you anyway, so thank you for asking. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. You put no, this I mean, on you... the internet, baby. This mine. It's as much mine as it is yours. No, I think that's bullshit. Like people, <laughs> like me and Paul have worked really hard to be able to. I don't know. So, so you're right. Fanboying on Alex. Right. But we get a lot of like truth from Alex. There's no like BS. Yeah. And a lot of people have said like, cause that's just the environment we have on our show. And it wasn't always like yeah. that. We have built that. And then for you to come in and like snipe my content because, and not even tag me. Like if you would have tagged me, it would have been fine. And I know it, it, it probably shouldn't piss me off, but it does. Like we worked really hard on that. And then you won't even give credit where credits due. Like you can go, uh, after yourself i guess yeah, and tori you, you only love rudd because he noticed you catching big small mouth but we haven't seen you catch big fish in years after that <laughs> yeah alex shouldn't be mad about that but we, we we will as as the podcast world likes to say digress yeah whatever armando's gonna ask us <laughs> 10 minutes ago before alex got on his soapbox poured water on it went sliding down the hill of getting his panties in a wide. You know how much work media. it is? Hold on. You know how much it work work it is oh, to like my. do the cutouts too? Like I, it doesn't yes. seem yeah. Yeah. We know. Uh, uh, All right, Armando, take your podcast back over before Alex before me and Alex. <laughs> no, this is fine, man. I don't I I've I've always <laughs> said, you know, I want my guests to talk more than I do. So this is this is definitely fun. But I get it. I've I've had uh had like two instagram reels that went viral and i noticed a couple of people just like copied it and then other people just messaged me it's like hey can i copy it i'm like can't stop you so yeah go ahead just tag me on it you know right give me some credit for it that's why i love tiktok because that platform gives you the opportunity to do that and make it fun that's why that's why that platform is what it is but that's why that pissed me off like that guy could have easily just stitched it right he did, and then threw his own face on. I feel I feel good in the heart that he took the time to circumvent all that to do that. I feel honored because it took more time to do it that way than the other way. No. So uh, now the the podcast thing, the hot take, that's that's <laughs> interesting. Like who can you mention who caught who who that's got you there? I, I feel baby. like this that's- is gonna be a good good that's all that's all that's all alex and i'll lead into letting him talk about that but he mentioned it something to he mentioned it to me and for everybody that's listening to this if you ever listen to our podcast and you actually (laughs) hear some breaking news i'm hearing it for the first time too alex has come on this podcast not too long ago a month and a half or two months ago it was like we're changing the name of the shotgun round. Yeah. And I'm like, what? No. And he I can't remember what stupid name he had. Last but he call. did he did give me a heads up on on the on the unpopular fishing opinions. And boy, that uh that was a couple weeks of of gloriousness. Yeah, the unpopular opinions, I felt like like it it fits those uh, are good story. Yeah, I mean, as Tori would call some it the of them pissed cast. me off, but some are good. <laughs> Which ones pissed you off? I can't remember. I, I honestly can't remember. Um, for the most of it's like nine out of ten, I'm like spot on, and then there's one yeah. that I'm like, I, I just want to, you know, throw my phone against the wall. 
and unfollow Bass and Brews. But I can't remember which Success. one it was. Success. <laughs> yeah, that's what I that's think. I mean, that's what it is. That's I mean, what honestly, that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> a lot of them I sat down and I like literally sat in front of this camera here. Um and I backed recorded a bunch of them. And and they weren't all right. So an unpopular opinion is that they weren't just for uh clicks and views. Uh <laughs> conversation they, started. Yeah, they're conversation starters. And and a lot of them, I believe, like I believe that if you're in a John boat and you roll up to a boat ramp and you tell a kayaker to just get a boat because they have too much stuff, I think they can go uh, shove it. How about you get a real boat? You got a basically a poor man's kayak with your crappy John boat. So you can suck it. That one, that one I have to agree with. So right? I, I'm curious what, what did ended up being, cause I've, I'll be honest with you. I haven't listened to that one. Um, sure. I listened to most of it, but I haven't caught up with that one. What was yeah. the consensus? I guess the the yeah the opinion think, at the end I, is I, I it or is it not a sport? I think you. Well, so we even left that. Like literally, we ran ourselves into circles on that one towards the end, and it really comes down to like what you define a sport as. Exactly. Yeah. And the three of us on that show, um, Big Rudd as a. Uh, or I'm sorry, Big Alex, as Paul would say, Little Alex and Paul all had different opinions on it. And, and to be honest, like, I still feel bad about that episode because uh, Rudd got a lot of hate on it. I, I think that was a good episode because it brought up, like, a lot of questions. And the only thing that sparked me to do that episode is I am getting tired of people when you look at their profile and they say, like, MLF Pro, and then they say they do, like, the Toyota series. Well, that's a pay-to-play bullshit series that's out there like you're not a pro you know what i mean yeah tory's right um but uh, yeah i like i don't agree that just because you fish tournaments all of a sudden you're a pro fisherman that is i i don't think that's what it is yeah but the question wasn't I, pro or not pro the question was is it a sport and that's the and over I, that's yeah the and i don't think it's a it. sport right you don't i don't i do uh but what is it, I, it I mean, it goes back to what's your definition of what's a sport. So, yeah. what is what what is it that doesn't define it as a sport? Let me ask you that. So, for for me, it's because all right. So, you as an angler have no way to affect the other anglers that you're fishing with. Like there has to be a direct conflict between two people to make a sport. So, like baseball, you have a pitcher versus a batter. A batter versus a fielder. Basketball, you have offense versus defense. There's no... So, so track and field, it's not a sport. Swimming, uh, yeah, it's not a sport. And, and, okay, so in my eyes... I'm asking, no, I'm just, just asking. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's just exercising, uh, like, like exercise competitions. Like competition and sport, I think, are totally two different things. So you can be competitive, and we covered that in the episode where... We talked about how just because money's involved, a lot of people think it's a sport. Correct. Drew, you're right. Golf is not a sport. If you listen to the episode, I make uh, the extremely controversial take that it's not a sport. Y'all, this was a long, long episode. It is. So Y'all going to get Alex talking yeah, about right. this and Armando, me and you going to be gone, and he's going to be the one over here trying to still <laughs> give his definition. Just leave him the keys close up when you're yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. 
Good yeah, day, yeah. Ford. No, I think, yeah. It's going to be going live till 2 o'clock in the morning, Mention and the he's sponsors. still not going to have made a point on on if it's a sport or not. He's, he's, what we did, we all talked around and circled. Yeah, we talked around it. I the think dictionary it's a version of a sport is an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. That right there makes fishing a sport. It does not. Out. Kayak fishing, kayak fishing, yes, a sport. Bass boat fishing, not a sport. And you're right, oh, Drew. Oh, my God. Drew, you're, you're absolutely right. Golf is the closest thing to tournament fishing. Golf and bowling are the co- closest thing to, uh, <laughs> sorry, Tori threw me off with that one, are the closest thing when, when we talk about bass fishing as a sport. Those are the like the the triangle of I want to be a sport, but I'm really not one. I'm just a bunch of dudes that like to gamble for money, and I want to feel better by calling it a sport. I wouldn't call it an athlete. I'll 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 say that I don't think because you're a bass fisherman, especially on a boat, you're not an athlete. Right. Maybe in a kayak, but never now. Now kayaks, most of them have motors, so I wouldn't call myself an athlete. I take part in national trails. Local trolls like Paul just donating money for the most yep. part. Um, so <laughs> I wouldn't call it an athlete. Now, See, calling it a pro, ahead. that's a whole different subject. Because if you call it a pro, to me, let's say Fluke Master, Gene Jensen, uh, yeah, Greg Blanchard, pro. those are people pro. that get paid to promote contact. And yes, every now and then they'll do tournaments, but that's not where their money comes from. The money comes from advertisements and product and, Ed, and all that that's a pro Edwin, because that's, that's your main source of income yeah edwin edwin evers said it perfectly that the biggest key to be a pro in fishing is to be a good marketer yeah right it has nothing to do with you winning tournaments everybody thinks because you win a shit ton of tournaments that all of a sudden <laughs> that all of a sudden you're a pro right the real pros are good marketers and that might be from winning some tournaments, but it's also because they do videos. If anybody, like, the last three years, look at the explosion of, like, Jacoby Wheeler, of uh, Latimer, of uh, uh, Brian Latimer, all, all these people who have exploded like due that. to their online presence on doing content creation. I, all that really is is marketing. Ike, exactly. Yeah. Ike was out of the game for a whole year. People still called him a pro, but he didn't fish for a year. And when I, when I posed this question, people got pissed. And I was like, well, he hasn't fished for a year. Well, he's still a pro. Well, no, he hasn't. Because my definition of a pro is if you make money off of fishing, no matter what you're doing, right? So content creation makes you a pro fisherman then, right? My opinion, like, yeah. If, if that's yeah. your job, that's what's bringing home the bread, yeah. And I'll take, for example, like Ross Snyder and Cody Milton. None of those two guys really do social media. Mm-hmm. Their main source of income is because they're constantly getting in the money and in tournament now sure if you can make a tournament win things we might have say you're not a pro you know but that, i mean that's you can count with one hand how many people can actually pull that off in the kayak world yes like the big the boat world, world yeah. there's probably more people who could probably pull it off but in the kayak world yeah it's very few but but i think like people <laughs> no i mean no i i think you're absolutely right. There's very few people. And if you want to be a pro kayak fisherman, you better be good at marketing and you better be good at uh, yeah. content creation. 
Well, that goes the content creation where we are today in fishing specifically is content creation that started back in the 2010-ish time frame where these these YouTubers in the fishing world started making that content. That's changed the professional side of Correct. fishing where now yeah. you have people who do not fish tournaments to make a living who are professional anglers because they make a living from fishing. They're creating content to make that, but they're not doing, they're not making a living tournament fishing. Hey, hey Tori, I would say, Tori, I would say Christine does have it because she does win tournaments, but she's also a hell of a salesperson. She can yeah. sell the crap out of stuff because she's good. She's personable. Like, she she she's actually probably got one of the the more well-rounded because she does cash a lot of checks but she can also sell the hell out of a product too she and she sends money. out and and i'm not yeah. i don't want people to take this as the wrong way or take this as being uh like how you hate the truth. yeah no <laughs> stop saying that please <laughs> You're gonna get me canceled. but um you know she stands out you know a tall yeah. slender blonde in, yep. in a Fishes ninety nine percent guys, and not, yep. and it's not just that. It's the fact that she can kick everybody's behind on the water because she's Correct. good, as good, or maybe better than ninety nine percent of the guys that are fishing out there. So it's not just that, but it does bring that element. Okay, this is somebody that stands out more. Yep. So there's going to be that's where non endemic companies come in. Like you see, she's sponsored, I think, by Tin Cup Whiskey. Cup whiskey. Yep. That's non endemic. But again, that's yep. her presence on it. And I'm not trying to take anything away from, again, she is one of the top anglers. I mean, she's she's won money on boat tournaments. She's she's even won tournaments fishing out of a, a sea do or jet ski or, yeah. Arizona like, this somewhere. One, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this, she, she'll catch, well, you know, she'll kick anybody's behind no matter what watercraft she's fishing out of, for sure. And talking about the but, social yeah. media side of, Pro, pro angling kayak fishing would it be where it is today if it wasn't for social media social media has driven the growth of of kayak fishing and competition in kayak fishing it is it, it wouldn't be where it is today if it wasn't for those folks that got on youtube in 2007, 8, 9, 10, you know, um, Gene Jensen and um, um, Chad, Hoover. Damn brain, Chad Hoover and and Greg, you know, that that really started to put people to be able to watch and understand what kayak fishing was and what that you could fish out of a kayak and you could catch big fish and you could catch a lot of fish and, you know, you could do a lot of stuff in a kayak. And it was interesting because you were, Gregory going up rapids and you know fishing yeah. these skinny creeks and doing stuff like that. So kayak fishing wouldn't be where it where it is today if it wasn't for social media. Because speaking of Drew Turner from Paddler's Playbook, the saltwater kayak guys have been around a lot longer, a lot longer competitively yeah. for money and big money than the the freshwater guys. But they they didn't really have a huge social media presence, and then the freshwater guys started creating that. 
And I don't know if you remember, um, what is it, Discovery Channel? You know when those uh, <laughs> reality TV shows started coming up, like The Deadliest Catch and Wicked Tune mm-hmm. and all that? There was one season, forgot the name of that show. Uh, it was like five or six guys and, and one lady um, kayak fishing out in Hawaii, open water. And they actually made a TV show out of it. Oh, God, I forgot the name of it. Now it's going to stick in my mind. But it lasted one season. And it's I've uh, I've actually talked to one of the guys that um, uh, was kind of like the star on that show. Um, and I've been meaning to get him on the podcast. But as you can imagine, him being in Hawaii, me being in Texas time restraints is different because i'm really interested in why that show it was it was even though it was successful it kind of they the for whatever reason season number two was never green light but that was the and we're talking about what 15 years ago i mean and that was a popular show back then um god i forgot the name of it i don't know if somebody here in the comments Who's might the remember battle the names or something no battlefish battle is on the blind well, that was on uh, that was on Netflix. That had to deal with the uh, albacore tuna fishing uh, fishery yeah. off of Oregon, and that yeah. was uh, a solid show, like full of curse words, unlike Deadliest Catch. Also, real, unlike Deadliest Catch. Deadliest Catch so was amazing. Great. No, Deadliest Catch is fake oh, as shit, Armando. Alec. <laughs> Some of fake it. I mean, shit. I want to. I don't. I've never been there, so you you were co- you were the cause guy. So if you say it, I believe you. But I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. When I don't believe him. I don't listen, believe him. I love they go, He is not gonna ruin. No. He is not gonna ruin. I mean, there's some when elements I wait for a that, whole damn season to come out so I can binge it in like two days. I'm not gonna let Alex Casanueva ruin that shit for me. I specifically remember watching a season, and they were like, "We're out here by ourselves. There's no one around." I don't know what we're going to do. And then I remember, uh, yeah, because I'm like a hundred. Pacific or, Warriors. Uh, I'm sorry. Not a hundred yards, but like a mile and a half from them because the U.S. Coast Guard shadows that entire fleet to make sure that they're taken care of. So when they go out there and they go, oh, you know, they do that little dot and it's all the way out in the middle of nowhere. And they're like, there's no one here to save us. Nope, the Coast Guard's right there. So you're full of crap on that. And then also when they go like, oh, we're going to head all the way over here. When they have that little dot and it shows the boat all the way out there, 90% of the time that's BS. They can see Dutch Harbor the whole time. The fishing grounds are so close for crabbing next to Dutch Harbor. So that show... I mean, those guys are nice guys, um, and I'm glad they made a crap ton of money. Shout out to the Norwegian rat, uh, which is, I believe it was Sid, the cat. He, he's, there's yeah, only, dude. for the longest time in Dutch Harbor, there's one bar. It was a crappy, dirt hole, creepy place, and uh, he made another bar called the Norwegian rat. It's right on the water. It's amazing. They got cornhole all night. It's awesome. Uh, but for the most part, that show's full of shit. Battlefish was extremely accurate on how that fishery works. See, well, Alex, with, thank you with, for um, ruining <laughs> core memories of fishing. I really appreciate That's it. what I, I can do. He's a dream killer, Armando. I know. He's a know. dream like, killer. He's over here to ruin uh, everybody's <laughs> dreams and childhood dreams. He's. A, I mean, I can't say any more than he's a dream killer. And you should <laughs> drop him off the show, put him in a five-minute timeout for being a dream killer. Because I don't, I don't even listen to him when he starts talking gibberish <laughs> like this. 
Shout out to uh, our boy Drew Turner from Paddle Pacific Warriors for the research. Pacific Warriors, that's what it was. It had that. And Drew, if you're still on Google, um, what's the name of that female angler that was there? She was actually did free diving. She did an episode with um, oh, what's the name of that show again? Meat Eaters. Uh, Steve Ranella when they went to Hawaii mm-hmm. to do some spearfishing. That woman is badass. That that was not fake. That woman would go like literally dive down free diving for tuna or whatever fish out there. She was, she's legit. She is legit. Uh, so Paul Hill hates <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's the best take. That's the best take right there. <laughs> oh man. Drew well, coming hey, in clutch well, with the singer. The, here's the thing about fishing. And again, why I think YouTube was so successful is because people could take a fishing trip where they caught a fish or two and make it exciting enough for folks to tune in and watch 10 or 15 or 20 minutes. Greg Blanchard's a great example of that. He'll put a 20 minute video out there and catch a couple fish, but it's, he's so engaging. It does a great job of it. Yeah. He's, he's up there with, you know, he's on a level of his own. I've fishing heard he's a great guest boring. too. I yeah, just I know. Uh, haven't well, been there. That's not my fault, but the <laughs> fishing is boring as hell to watch. It is not a spectator sport. No. It is not, a, you know, it's a it's a hard TV sport to watch. It's just it's it's boring, and we all we all go out there and fish. And Armando, you and me go spend eight hours out there fishing in a tournament to catch two fish that we paid forty, fifty, sixty, two hundred fifty dollars to be in, and it can get boring out there actually fishing. I mean, how many people in a tournament do you hear load load their shit up? And leave at twelve o'clock because they ain't even got a bite, and they're like, "I'm not doing this anymore." How you expect somebody to come out there and watch eight hours of fishing when you got people fishing the tournament or out there leaving? I think it's and and I have to cut it short because I know the the wife's almost come done with dinner, so right. I have to we we, can, we have to continue this episode. But I'll say this: I don't think it's. I know we in kayak fishing we always say if tournament for to get to a next level it would be great to have live show uh, like a live streaming, uh, you know what they do in, in the basketball world. You can't have a camera guy sitting on your kayak like you do in the basketball world. So the logistics are different. I agree with uh, Paul. I think a lot of times you get to see there's a lot of sports out there that um, what they do is you know condense the highlight and you can make like an hour even a two hour episode of highlights like and i think people will watch that if yep. you get Tell like, the story hooks at a big bass every five minutes and the story of how they catch it and all that i think that brings it. that that could be the something. hobie bos um not the hobie bos i'm sorry give me a second pos the hobie um fishing channel on youtube does that yeah, um, I don't know if you watch that way. A great job. A great job. Yeah, of a great job of condensing that and just putting a great, you know, 30, 45 minute uh, YouTube channel of breakdown of, you know, uh, certain like the TLC or whatever lake they fished. Yep. But having said that, we I've had you for almost an hour and I do appreciate it. I know if it's up to Paul, we'll be here until 3 a.m. <laughs> but I do appreciate you guys taking the time. I want to give you a couple of minutes to, you know, shout out where people can follow you, listen to you sponsors if you have them thank anybody that you want to thank for you know making life easier for you guys to do this yeah paul you can go first 
Yep, I'll take care of this. So first, I'd like to thank our sponsors. Oh, no, no, no. We, we've got individual stuff we can talk about too. So don't don't yeah, be cutting fine. me off. No, no, that's fine. So so first and foremost, I'd like to thank our sponsors. We'd be nowhere without our sponsors, and that's uh, me. I'm the only one that pays for stuff to get this show out. So thank you to me. Uh, no, you can find us on, uh, we are on Instagram, Bass and Brews Podcast. Uh, be completely honest, that's, uh, we don't touch that. But you can find us on TikTok. That's our primary platform. Uh, we've got snippets from shows, behind the scenes looks, uh, other creative stuff that Jabber Hammer's not involved in because he's not too smart. Um, you can find us on almost every podcasting platform. Um, listen, if you like to listen to audiobooks, I even got us pushed out on Audible. You can go on Audible right now, and you can look up Bass That's for smart Bruce. people. I know, right? That's what I'm trying to get some smart people. I've been hanging around with Paul. I'm trying to get some smart people because he's not very smart. So, uh, but you can find us he's on all those platforms. I do suck at tying knots. Well, no, I don't. Shit, I admitted it. Damn it. Um, no, uh, you can find us all over there. You can also uh, hit us up on bassandbrewspodcast.com. We've got a fledging uh, website there. Uh, but other than that, like, uh, if you guys enjoyed our special brand of BS, we'd love to have you along. Yeah. When does the episode air? It's usually. Fridays. Oh, yeah, that was probably good. Man, you're usually. way more of a professional than us. Alex um, is back. They usually is out. Yeah. They do air at 5 a.m. Friday. Friday now. 5 a.m. Friday. You can get uh, episodes again. Like I said, anywhere you can get podcasts if you want. The <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah, thanks, um, Alex. Yeah. Um, I think that was a want... long shot anyways, dude, but yeah. Maybe. Um, and then if you want the video version, because we do post that out, that's on Swamp Rat Fishing on YouTube. Alex, this is what, what I have to say for you yeah. talking junk to me. Okay. For the next hour. That's it. That's you the can find me on all the same stuff that Alex says. Actually, you can't, except for the podcast, because he doesn't put me on the ticket tack anymore. Uh, but you can follow me on Paul Hills or Jabberhammer on TikTok. Same thing with Instagram. Paul Roberts on Facebook. I do have a YouTube channel, but all I do is post stupid shorts. Uh, they're entertaining. They only take seven seconds of your life and uh, seven seconds you'll never get back. I have a podcast that I just started recently called Entertainingly Educational that comes out on Mondays sometime between 12 a.m. and 11.59 p.m. <laughs> and it, it's new, still finding our voice. It's a wide range of folks that come on. Outside of that, Armando, thanks for having us on, man. Yeah, I, thank you, Armando. I hope you can hear us, but thanks for having us on. This is a good time. Oh, dude, he we dropped out. Enjoy yes, it's our, he out. it's our podcast. It's our podcast. All right, everybody. Okay. All right, He's out. Alex, All right. why are you overrated? Hour. Why am I overrated? Uh, because I make content that I think is super cinematic, but really it's just pretentious. Paul, because, why are you overrated? Um, I'm not. I mean, I think I'm underrated. Because I only speak truths, and I understand that I'm not good at making video. I'm not good at making ticket tax. Wait, and this is not how this bit was supposed to go. You were supposed to do it too. I was self-deprecating, and you weren't. 
Well, I mean, you know, this is what happened when somebody turns the reins over to us. Dude, this is the yeah. best thing ever. Look, it's still running. This is hey, Armando's I, fans. I hope you guys I know because I'm so I, happy. I now I know how the one cast guys felt. Yeah. He's trying to come, He's trying to come back. He's in. back. Armando. <laughs> Armando. Oh, don't please. go back and listen to the last 45 seconds. Don't do it. Uh, just let it let make it sure you leave it in there. Edit it out. No, I don't, don't think you guys. It. I think we all drop off, didn't we? No, no I was nope, here. Just Alex you. and I were here. <laughs> uh, so it's got to be my internet. <sighs> it's your internet. <laughs> my wife is my my wife is probably using the Wi-Fi to listen to some motor podcast. So all right, that's probably so, why. But, uh, yeah, so <laughs> he's listening to uh, Bass and Bruce, Bass and probably. Blues, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, I apologize. No, that's all good. I dude. apologize we, for we held it all for everyone. you. But thanks. But, but seriously, thanks for having us on, Armando. Yes. I, I love talking to you. You know, ever since we we got connected and I have you on, you had me on yours, and we text back and forth about stuff, and it's always been great. So Alex and I always love when we get the chance to come on somebody else's podcast because then you know we don't have to do any work, and um, especially with good ones like this. So happy mm-hmm. to see how you roll. Uh, into into new venture with Dan, but thanks for having us on, man. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, and thank you guys for the support. I know you guys been supporting me since the beginning. Uh, reason why I met you guys, I was listening to your podcast, and I heard when uh, Paul gave me a shout out. Uh, I think he was complimenting my beer cracking beer technique when yes. I started my show. Yes. So. That's how yeah. we got started. So I appreciate you guys supporting us. So for those out there listening, we do, I do apologize for the technical um, uh, <laughs> failures here on my ever. part. I'm gonna have to get the. I hope. I hope I don't you need to get your IT team on that, Armando. Yeah. Get your got, IT I'll have team Drew on Turner. that. Drew Turner has been coming in clutch all episode, so maybe he can help me out. But again, thanks, you guys. I really appreciate it. Uh, this is my first live show. so And I really wanted to have two experienced podcasters for this same reason. Uh, so I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. And I look forward to everything you guys uh, bring to the table as far as your podcast, your brand, your social media. And uh, you're always welcome to back to the show, man. Whenever you want. Well, we appreciate it. You, we're experienced podcasters for sure, but you set the bar pretty low for everybody else, so your show can only <laughs> go up from here. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Armando. Well, with that, for those out there listening, uh, again, if you're listening on our uh, on the podcast, on the MP3, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts, just give us your five-star review. We do appreciate it. It does help out with the growth of the podcast. Big thank you to the sponsor, Douglas Outdoors. Go to douglasoutdoors.com. Check out their full lineup of LRS, X-Matrix, and award-winning fly fishing rods. If you're going to be on the water, please wear your PFDs. If you're going to have a couple of beers where you're out there, just make sure you drink responsibly. Make sure you make it back home to your loved ones. So I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Love you all. Have a great day. Peace.